الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى ما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لعلكم تتقون اياما معدودات سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم now we have all entered into the last ashara of ramadan and as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us in the Quran, the purpose was لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that we get taqwa. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately made us also understand أَيَّامَ مَعْدُودَاتِ That there would be a limited number of days in which Allah ta'ala will facilitate our getting taqwa. Allah ta'ala will make it easier for us to get taqwa. And those limited days, أَيَّامَ مَعْدُودَاتِ are about to come to an end. And that's really the feeling that a person should have in this last ashra. And many of us, we are people who excel at the last minute. We study for exams at the very end. We prepare for a journey at the end. And we have a sense that whatever task we're doing, whatever goal we had, we want to complete it. Well, this is what should be happening to us right now in Ramadan, is that we should complete the mission and message of taqwa in this last ashara. And really, taqwa, it's very important to understand, taqwa is not just doing extra ibadah. Because all of us are doing extra ibadah in this month of Ramadan. And that's since we would have gotten taqwa on the very first night. Because in the first night we pray salat al-tarawih. That is an ibadah that was so extra to what we were the rest of the year. So taqwa is something more. Ajib Hazrat Malakam Zaman he said a very beautiful thing. That what is nisbat? What is nisbat ma'allah? What does it mean to have this deep connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he said, most people will tell you Qasrat al-Zikr or Dawam al-Zikr. means that you remember Allah Ta'ala so much, so much, so abundantly that you get Dawam, Istimrar, that your heart is always remembering Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, that you're always engaged in Zikr of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala or engaged in Tadris or teaching Deen or engaged in Dawah, calling people to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. But then he explained that no. Qasrat al-Zikr, Dawam al-Zikr, just always being Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not enough. Then he said that nisbat is what kasrat al-zikr ma'adawam ita'at. That you must remember Allah ta'ala abundantly and always obey Him. And that's the sign a person has truly become the abd and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that nisbat is nothing other than abdiyat, slavehood and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what taqwa means. And that's what we are being trained in in this month of Ramadan is dawam to always obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, this surge in ibadat will go away after Ramadan. This abundance of tilawat, and prayers and du'as will go away after Ramadan. But the question is, can the obedience stay? And he gave a beautiful example that all the ulama, many ulama give that, you know, we are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by not eating. And at the time of iftar, what happens is that a person sits a few minutes before adhan and the food is there in front of them, but they don't eat. Now the food, everything is there normally in this situation, that they're hungry and they're seated and the food is there. There's no delay in eating. But in this case, the slave of Allah subhanahu wa does not eat. Why? That's called itaat, obedience. And even though the food is there and Allah ta'ala sent the food, He is al-Razaq, He is my Rabb. And so he said that shana rububiyat and shana abdiyat are combined at this moment. That Allah subhanahu is being a perfect rub at this moment. That he has made all the preparations for our iftar. 
and that's how we should view it that even if it's just a single date and a glass of water but that was prepared by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know today we have this thing that we say oh so and so prepared the iftar the iftar is coming from such and such house or such and such relative but actually the iftar for all of the sa'imin it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed all of our food and drink comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the mu'min remains an ab they will not eat they will not drink that food and drink in front of them until they hear the mu'adhan called the adhan they hear the sign and signal that it's time to break the fast and so this type of obedience is what is needed and this is a dua we should make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I live in a society where ghayma as available to me as the food that's in front of me but just like I'm not touching this food right now out of obedience to you I'm maybe even not even looking at this food or even thinking about eating this food out of obedience to you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify and purge my heart from all attraction and fantasizing and allure and desire for all ghayma or then again a person can make this dua for any and every sin or make this dua for every single obedience to Allah subhanahu wa So this aspect of dua ma'itaat, to be in a state of obedience perpetually, that's what happens in Ramadan. So if we fast for 12, 14, 16, 18, mashallah, some people are fasting in England for 20 hours a day. That is dua ma'itaat. They're spending long times in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is something we need to carry over outside of Ramadan, after Ramadan. Now this last ashara would say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam meant that idkum min al-nar. Now we reflect on this hadith, it means emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. Now when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would have first said this hadith, who would have he been speaking to? It wasn't munafiqeen of Madinah Manawara. It was sahabah ikram radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. And that is really the shan of Sahaba and the sign of the true muttaqeen, the true ulama, the true awliya, is that they are so humble. Plus they are so afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Two things. They are so humble and they are so afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many times they find themselves in a hal or kafir that their heart feels that they are worthy of Jahannam. They truly feel like that. So this is the sunnah feeling. That any sunnah in terms of the teachings of the Prophet that he inculcated this feeling in the hearts of Sahabah we should try to have this feeling. So I think sometimes it's good to make muhasabah and reflect and think, are there any deeds I did in my life, any sins, any misbehaviors, any incorrect language or tone, anyone I hurt, is there anything in my book of deeds that if Allah Ta'ala chose to look at that deed with His extreme justice, perfect justice, could he decide on that basis to send me to the five jannah? So we should reflect that there are probably so many things in our heart and so many things in our mind and so many things in our book of deeds that actually were worthy of earning the five jannah. And if we feel like that, then we should make a stick far for those things. What are those sins that make us the most afraid? What are those things that we think that Allah tells you expose this about me on the day of judgment? Or if you choose to do hisab of me on this on the day of judgment, I myself know I'm finished. I know I will go to the fire jannah. It's those sins to make tawbah for and those sins to make tawbah from in these last ten days and nights. Itkum min an-nar. So we should feel like that, that we are people and we are. It's not just something to listen to in a bayan. Really, a lot of us are people who have done things in our life that have made us worthy of the fire of jahannam. 
And now in the last ten days we have to make such du'as that attract Allah Ta'ala's mercy on us and it takes us out of this fire of Jahannam. And this is the only hope that we have. And this is a great gift that Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala sent us this month of Ramadan to take us out of Jahannam. And we should view that we were waiting for this last ten days. We spent the whole twenty days just for this last ten days and nights. We were the ones who needed this last ashura. We needed this emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. Now obviously, it's something that all of us know, but still I will repeat it, that in the last ten days and night, we should be searching for Laylatul Qadr. And that search should take place on the odd nights of the last ten days. So 21st, so that's already passed for everybody. And then 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th, depending where a person is in the world. So there will be four more chances. And every night should be spent with yakin that is Laylatul Qadr, not just the 27th. Every night should be spent like that. And then imagine, khairum min alf shahar, better than 1,000 months, better than 80 years of tilawati Qur'an, of salah, of istighfar, of tawbah. And really some of us have probably done sins like that. That maybe, okay, 80 years of crying could undo that sin. 80 years of begging Allah SWT could undo that sin. 80 years of worship could undo that sin. And this is what Allah SWT is giving us on these nights. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's Rahim. And as long as a person tries every one of these five nights, they can have yakin that they found Laylatul Qadr and they spend time in ibadat and Laylatul Qadr in this blessed month of Ramadan. Now, what are the ibadat and amal a person should do? It's all, you know, if we even have to ask this question, it means that there's a problem. Really, we don't know and understand our deen enough that we don't even know what to do when it's a night of Qubuliyah. We don't even know how to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it's a moment of acceptance. So Tilawati Quran, Salah, Istighfar, Salawat, all types of Zikr Adhkar, all types of Duas, whatever your heart feels like doing, you should follow your heart. Whichever ibadat you can make in the most sincere way, the most heartfelt way, it's the ikhlas more than the words or the method or the number. It's the ikhlas and the feeling, the sincerity and the feeling that reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's also a special thing about Ramadan, to enable us to feel those feelings of ikhlas and the fear of longing and of yearning and turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's natural that a person feels more feelings in this month. And so the last 10 days for many of us is the last chance for us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these intense feelings in our heart. What we mentioned last time also, that we should keep doing this practice of making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to continue in these amal afterwards. Then for those who have more time, maybe somebody sitting in nafl itikaf or sunnah itikaf or women have taken out time and everybody should fall in this category that they have more time for ibadah than these last 10 days and nights. And Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanvirim Allah has mentioned one particular method of zikr Literally it means 12 tasbih, 12 times 100 means 1200 times. But then he added another 100 of zikr of Isma Azim, Ism Jalala Allah at the end for 1300. So the method of making this zikr, 200 times a person makes zikr of La ilaha illallah. And those who have been trained how to make the zikr in terms of drawing it up across the nafs and to the right shoulder and ending the illallah on their kalam, they can make zikr in that method. And somebody who's not been trained like that from some shaykh can generally just say it, Kalima la ilaha illallah, 200 times. 
than 400 times a person should focus on illallah and this is known as ithbat so in the first part la ilaha illallah we're trying to negate and that's very important to get that feeling of nafi of negation I want to negate all ghair mihram I want to negate all my desire for dunya I want to negate any feeling of desire yearning, longing I have for anything except for Allah I want to negate that there's any mahbub of mine except for Allah I want to negate that there's any ma'bud being that I worship except for Allah I want to negate that there's any ilah, any deity, God except for Allah, la ilaha illallah and the illallah part is known as isbat, as affirmation so the shaykhers of Ali Tan Ramtai said that after doing zikr la ilaha illallah 200 times then we should do zikr illallah 400 times and this is to increase the isbat and this is a subtle point here that no matter how great the dunya is in terms of how great a status we've given it in our heart no matter how fond we are of the dunya no matter how attached we are of the dunya the power of kalima la ilaha is enough to negate it Allahu Akbar this is the power of the zikr of Allah subhanahu the power of kalima this is why Allah subhanahu decreed in our deen that if a person wants to leave kufr and shirk and enter iman all they have to say is once Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh and just saying this kalima tayyibah once is enough to negate a lifetime of kufr, shirk, nifaq, masiyyat, sin, etc. So the nafi part is accomplished to 200. The problem is, and this is something that a lot of us are stuck on, and let's just reflect on this, is the isbat. So many times Ramadan comes and we make tawbah from our sin. We make niyad that we don't want to do sin. We accept and we acknowledge the sins that we do. We know a sin to be a sin. We recognize a sin to be a sin. We attest and accept a sin to be a sin. But we can't do the isbat of taqwa. We can't do the isbat of zikr. We know we have sins, but we can't do isbat of haya. We know we do the sin of lying. We can't do isbat of zikr. You understand? We can't affirm. We somehow cannot adopt and affirm the good qualities. So this is illallah. So that's why Shaykh Shavali Tanriyamta said to do this double amount, 400 times. Illallah, illallah, illallah. And so the niyat the person should make here, and the method a person follows is that when they make illallah, they end with ism jalala on their qalb, their spiritual heart. Because the heart is a place of feelings and emotions. The heart is what drives a person's actions. And so here you can make niyat that you're doing ispat of taqwa, ispat of haya, ispat of sunnah, ispat of adab akhlaq. Everything you recited and read and understood from Quran, ispat of that, affirmation of that, yani. Every hadith that you heard, every seerah that you heard, read, every bayan that you heard, every good thing that you know about deen and you want it in your heart, it's only going to come to the fazl and karm of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Only going to come to the inayat of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. All of deen will come in our heart when Allah ta'ala comes in our heart. means when love for Allah comes in our heart. So, illallah, this is the need that we should have when we make this zikr 400 times. Illallah, illallah, illallah. And how fast a person can do it is up to a person. For many people, they will do it a bit faster and they may feel more concentration. Other people, they may want to go a bit slower and that will help them feel more concentration. Whatever speed helps a person focus the most because the purpose, again, in zikr, like all ibadah, is to do it in a heartfelt way, in a way in which we feel it with emotions. So, 200 times, la ilaha illallah, then 400 times, illallah. Then after that, Shaykh Shafali Tanwata felt that, okay, now that this person has negated the world, negated ghirullah, and then they have affirmed, they have affirmed the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
then now they should fill their heart with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Now they can do zikr of Allah Ta'ala in a new way. Like they've done the preparatory work for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name. After doing nafi and doing ispat, now they should try to do zikr. So the zikr that he mentioned that 600 times, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. So twice saying Allah Ta'ala's name, for this takrar and the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name as mentioned in hadith, you would remember the hadith that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, that the Day of Judgment will not be established as long as there's a person who... The Day of Judgment will not be established as long as there's a person who's making zikr of Allah subhanahu wa name. Allah, Allah. And the Prophet repeated it twice. So taking from that Sahih Hadith, Shaykh Ashraf Ali said that a person should do takrar of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name, Allah, Allah. And because the way, it proper way to read in Arabic is to read it with vowelization on the first time, and with jazm or sukun the second time, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. And a person makes a zikr 600 times. So you can think like the first 200 times was nafi, to negate everything, disconnect from everything. 400 times illallah was to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then 600 times, 600 times was to make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a state that we are disconnected from the world and our heart is affirmed our connection with him. And Shaykh Ashraf Ali wrote clearly in Qastus Subil that it's not necessary to be bayat to a shaykh to make the zikr. He gave what we call open blanket permission that anybody can make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then finally 100 times one simple tasbih making zikr of Allah's name mufradan yani Allah so hundred times saying Allah, 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 hundred times. Then after that a person can sit and make muraqabah, silent zikr kalbi. And with now they don't use their tongue. So they use their tongue and they did a very light zarb means that they use their tongue and they try to focus on the vocalization of Allah ism jalala in order to really impress the zikr of Allah on their kalb and on their heart. And then they can sit and make zikr kalbi. Muraqabah, the way the Naqshibandi Mujaddidi Mashaik teach, they make silent zikr of the heart and you just imagine that our spiritual heart is silently calling Allah's name. And this du'a's that tasbih is a very good preparation, very good warm-up, very good precursor to zikr kalbi. And many times there were people who would try to do zikr kalbi cold and they would sit for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes and they're just struggling with their thoughts. And Alhamdulillah would reward them for the time that was spent in striving to make zikr. But they weren't actually able to make zikr. So by preceding it with this lisani zikr, inshallah ta'ala, they will be able to get more feeling in their kalbi zikr. So this is an example of an extra ibadah for some people that they can try to do this in the last 10 days and nights. Then as we mentioned last time, and I want to repeat again, to make istighfar using as many different du'as of istighfar. So many du'as of istighfar mentioned in Qur'an al-Kareem also. So a person can get any different, any of the many books written by, compiled by ulama of the du'as in Qur'an, du'as in the sunnah, search out those du'as of istighfar and start using all of them. And try that in these ten days and nights, at least across the ten days and nights, that every single way of asking forgiveness that any one of the Anbiya and every one of the Anbiya is mine offered that we want to offer this month in Ramadan. And that's what the du'as in the Quran are often the du'as of the Anbiya 
and then sometimes also they had the du'as of Nabi Akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and those du'as can be found in hadith. The other rest of the du'as of Nabi Akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and few of the other Nabiya can also be found in the hadith. And thus, so many ulama have made so many good compilations of these du'as. And to read it with the translation, to read it with the feeling, to read it with the yearning, and to feel that this is an amal, to have this craze that I need to get forgiven in these last ten days and nights. I need to get freed from the five jahannam in this month of Ramadan. I need to be purged and purified in this month of Ramadan. Then if you think about it, when Nabi Akram sallallahu mentioned Itkum in nar then another thing we should try to think about more, and this helps a lot, and I think this is something that a lot of us fail to do, and inshallah we hope to give us some type of workshop or program on this in the future after Ramadan, is about Jahannam. So try to reflect about some of the ayat on Jahannam, or some of the punishments mentioned in Jahannam, or some of the hadith that talk about Jahannam. And so the more you, more we read and reflect upon Jahannam, the more we will be desperate to be freed from it. So it's very important to think a lot about Jahannam, recite the ayat, and then alhamdulillah, most people, if they're doing one khatam of Qur'an in Ramadan, so the last poor parts of the Qur'an, especially the last few juz of Qur'an have a lot of tazkir of Jahannam. So it can happen naturally for people. As you finish your Qur'an al-Karim recitation, you will come across a lot of ayat where Allah SWT talks about Jahannam. And sometimes pause, and then du'as at the pause, Allah ma jinnah min al-nar. Allah Allah Ta'ala save me from the fire of Jahannam Allah Ta'ala save me from the fire of Jahannam This is something that we should make repeatedly Over and over In these last 10 days and nights And then when you When we reflect on Jahannam When we make these du'as Then I think We can really feel that We will feel it With the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, That He can deliver us all from the fire of Jahannam Look you know Sometimes Allah Ta'ala puts us in some type of fitna Or some type of test and you can think, remember how, what level of desperation we used to make du'a to Allah Ta'ala to guide us out of this fitna, out of this difficulty, out of this trial, out of this musibah, azmaish, etc. So even more than that, with even more desperation, with the same or more desperation, we should make du'a to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala that He guide us out from the fire of Jannah. Maybe somebody had some tough illness, some difficult time, Remember the way you used to turn to Allah Ta'ala and du'a at such a moment. Infinitely more than that should be the way we make du'a to Allah Subhanahu that He guide us out of the fire of Jahannam. So these are the last few ten days and nights, few moments left of Ramadan. Then I think for those of us who have been doing this for many years already, those of us who, mashallah, have been spending itikaf for years and have been on deen for years, I've been listening to Bihan and Ramadan for years. We should try to do something more. And I think this is something we should make a stick far from. Allah I seek your forgiveness that in past years you gave me tawfiq to sit in the takaf or tawfiq to go on Umrah or I listened to so many Bihan or even Ya Rabbi you gave me tawfiq to make so much ibadah in those odd nights and still I went back to sin. And still I went back to laziness. Allah I seek your forgiveness for that. And I don't want to go back to Masyid and Ghaflat again. And I want you to take me out of sin and ghaflat once and for all and forever. And for that, Ya Rabbi, make sincere, firm intention, azam, irada, that I'm going to stick to a schedule of ibadah after Ramadan. I'm going to stick to a schedule of sohbah after Ramadan. And really, sohbah is just to facilitate zikr and itaat. 
Sohba is to facilitate the maksud is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maksud is itaat, obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The maksud, the purpose is obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maksud, purpose means to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sohbat of Salihin is just to help us in that, inspire us in that, motivate us in that, give us some guidelines, some roadmap in order to get that. But the purpose, so I think we should make the ones for this purpose now. That Ya Rab, make me a life of zikr, give me a life of itaat, give me a life of sunnah. And the hard work and discipline regimen that inshallah we try to follow in these last 10 days and nights, we should try to follow. And really, and I, I was going to say this later, but let me say it now because it came in my heart, something that we normally say at the end, 29th of Ramadan, is you should, we should make du'a that Allah accept this Ramadan, give us istiqamah afterwards, and immediately in Shawwal we should get busy. Immediately in Shawwal we should get busy on our new schedule. You know, like sometimes there's a student who doesn't study properly and then he studies really hard for the exams and then he makes a niyat that, okay, if I pass the exam, I'll become a good student and he makes the schedule for himself, how she's going to study or how he's going to go to the library or whatever it might be. Just like that in Ramadan, we should make such a schedule for ourselves and we should try that right after Ramadan, immediately in Shabbat, we should make this effort and that will be the test. The first 72 hours of Shawwal, or the first 10 days of Shawwal, maybe the first Ashura of Shawwal will be a test of how much of Ramadan could we retain, how much did we absorb, how much of it, how much did we ourselves change in terms of our deen and our ibadah. So that fikr should start now. Starting the last Ashura, we should have fikr for the first Ashura of Shawwal, and we should make dua to Allah SWT. That, Ya Allah, this Qur'an that has now become so mahboob to me, that I'm enjoying its recitation, I'm having lutf, and reflecting on its meaning, and verses are moving my heart and eyes to tears, until this continue in shawal. This masallah that I'm enjoying standing and praying long salah, let this continue after Ramadan. I'm making sunnah du'as to you, Ya Allah, let this continue after Ramadan. So it should be a great fikr that we should have, is for the coming first ten days of shawal. Because most of us, who say this about ourselves, that, you know, Ramadan came and I was so good and after Ramadan I went back to where I was, that going back to who I was happened very quickly. It happened in the first 10 days of Shawwal. It's not like we lasted 4 months, 5 months, 6 months and somewhere in the middle or somewhere Rabbi Lawal, Rabbi Thani, we had a dip. No, for most of us who say that we fell right back to where we were, it, that fall takes place in the first month, Shawwal, right after the month of Ramadan. So now we should be scared. We should start getting this fear that Ramadan is going to end. I'm going to end up right back where I was. This happened to me for the past 10, 15 years. This is, we should beg Allah SWT. Allah SWT don't want to be, you know, Ramadani Zakir. Like, you know, there's some people who are Ramadani Hafiz. They're called Ramadani Hafiz in Urdu. It means that they only show up in Ramadan and they recite Quran. They they remember, they review and re-memorize the Quran they forgot so they can recite it in Taraweeh and then again they disappear all year and then again they show up and they start memorizing Quran and Ramadan so we don't want to be a Ramadani Abid or Ramadani Zakir that we only make Ibadat in Ramadan we only make Zakir in Ramadan we only do Talawat recitation of Quran and Ramadan and this should be our fear so this should be also major dua we make to Allah SWT and we should also think about what changes we have to make in our life and our lifestyle because you know Sometimes that's the reason why we slip back to who we were. We go back to the same lifestyle, we go back to the same friends, we go back to the same routine. 
we go back to the same internet, we go back to the same news, the same sports, the same ghaflat. So a big thing then to make niyat for and to make dua for is to change our life to love. Make dua from all fashion, all culture, all society, all media, all news, all sports, all cars, all love, all say that word in our duas that we make dua from all love, love, all lahawa laib, all ghafla, all idle time, pastime, futile activity, mindlessness, heedlessness. We make dua from all of that. And it's only really when we make dua from all of those things that we will be able to continue with the barakat of Ramadan, the anwarat, the nur of Ramadan. And alhamdulillah, this is something that Allah Ta'ala out of his karam and fazl did for us himself in Ramadan, that due to the barakah of fasting and taraweeh and ibadah, he cut us off from all those things that made us ghafin. So it's not enough that, oh, I don't read the news in Ramadan, or whatever it is that you stop doing in Ramadan, for the sake of Ramadan, and you see that it helped you, you should stay away from it after Ramadan also. If disconnecting from something helped us in Ramadan, then we should remain disconnected from it after Ramadan. And this is a major thing. It's only when we make that lifestyle change and we change our life. Maybe we can't make it exactly like how we are in Ramadan, but we should try to make our post-Ramadan life, lifestyle, schedule, temperament as much as closely possible aligned to how it was in Ramadan. Then in Saudi, there would be a greater chance that the ibadat and taqwa and feelings we had for Allah subhanahu ta'ala and connection we had for Allah subhanahu ta'ala will, will remain with us after Ramadan. Well, here there are many, many things that a person can try to do in this month. And really, last, prog- last time I spoke was really the crux of it, is about du'as and about tazkiyah. And if we can even leave Ramadan just with this figure, and as I mentioned last time, it's not a one-month task. Taqwa and Tazkiyah and Taharat means piety, purity, sincerity. These are lifelong goals. And Ramadan is just a booster in that we make dua that Allah Subhanahu make us from His Salihin, Mu'mineen, from His Muttaqeen, Mu'mineen, from His Zakirin, Mu'mineen. We make dua that Allah Subhanahu enable us to carry on and follow up and follow through even after the month of Ramadan. We make dua that Allah Subhanahu guide all the ulama and mashayikh in the world to re-establish those gatherings, those sohbah, those khankas, those dalulums in which people will get nurtured and fed spiritually year-round. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to make use of sohbah to salihin to get kusr to zikr and dua mihtaat wa akhirun da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.